0: Welcome to the Church of Christ at Lawrence Avenue's Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, January 22nd. We hope everyone has had a good week so far, that you and your families are in good spirits, you're in good health, and you're prepared for today's worship service. Here are your updated announcements. Sister Erica Kansas' mother, Sister Mary Patterson Murphy's kidney transplant, was a success and she is recovering well. Sister Erica and her family thanks the congregation for your prayers. We are all saddened by the passing of Brother Clifton Stedham, who passed away this past Tuesday. Please pray for the family. We have no further details at this time. Sister Mary Bond had a medical procedure on Monday, and she is feeling some relief. She asks that we keep her in our prayers. Sister Carol Merritt is still in St. Thomas Midtown Hospital. She is doing better, and her pain is subsiding. Please continue to keep Sister Carol in our prayers, too. Sister Connie Spence is asking prayers for her son, Dion Spence, who is in intensive care unit in Cincinnati, Ohio. She is caring for him there, and also Sister Pat Keeling is there with her. Church continue to pray for their health and strength as well as for Sister Connie's son and Sister Keeling's nephew, Dion Spence. Sister Pillar's husband had an eye surgery on mon- Monday and is doing well, and his blood sugar is down. Sister Pillar thanks the congregation for your prayers and asks that you continue to keep them both in your prayers. Our sympathies go out to Sister Darlene Jones's daughter, Shatika Thompson, on the death of her father, Carl Thompson, who recently passed away. Services will be held today at the Highland Hills Funeral Home. The visitation is at 1 o'clock p.m., and the funeral will follow at 2 o'clock p.m. Please keep Shatika and the Thompson family in your prayers. Brother Vernon Bond, who is the son of Sister Mary Bond, had a medical procedure on Friday and was released to return home. Let's keep Brother Bond in our prayers for a good recovery. Church, let's continue to remember all of our sick and all of our shut-in, as well as all of our bereaved families and those who request prayers for Traveling Grace. Let's continue to keep all of them in our prayers, as well as whoever you may have on your personal prayer list. Let's continue to pray one for another. Please join me this Wednesday evening as we continue with our study series titled Growing Old Gracefully in God's Grace. Lord willing, we will continue with chapter 6, Handling Worry, Stress, and Anxiety. I look forward to being with you again this Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. This concludes today's updated announcements. We will now begin today's worship service.
1: Good morning, everyone. Good morning, and we welcome everyone here for our Lord's Day morning service here at the Church of Christ. It meets here at 904 Lawrence Avenue. It is truly good to see everyone here this morning. We have been blessed uh, by God to be alive on this day, to be able to get out of our beds this morning, to see uh, another beautiful day that God has blessed us with and with the opportunity together as a church family to worship God in spirit and in truth. If you are a visitor this morning, we want to welcome you. I do see some visiting faces uh, that are here with us this morning, and we do hope uh, that you come back and be with us again at your earliest convenience. We want to present ourselves in a warm and friendly fashion the way the Lord will have us to be so. So we welcome all visitors here with us this morning. We do ask that everyone make sure that you keep your mask on the entire time that you are here in the auditorium. Check your cell phones to make sure they are off or on mute. We do not want any disturbances while we are worshiping God. No food or drink is allowed in the auditorium that includes coffee, whatever, they are not allowed in the auditorium. You will see speakers uh, sometimes that will have a drink of water, <clears throat> like I need one now, uh, because of our vo- because we are constantly talking, but we ask for the audience. No food or drink or snacks or refreshments. In the auditorium, we want to make sure that we are here to reverence God. So make sure that we simply keep perspectives in place. We want to welcome a visitor here this morning, uh, Brandy uh, Kennamore. Raise your hand if I pronounced you correctly. Good to have you here with us. She is a visitor with uh, Sister Forrest, so glad to have you here. I uh, hear that she was here this past Wednesday, uh, and she's back. So it's good to see you. You are in hands of good people. So we hope that you come back and be with us. Others that are visiting here with us, we uh, hope that you fill out a visitor card also. We would love to introduce you to the congregation. Our announcements at this time. <clears throat> Sister Andrea Shelton, her surgery went well. Uh, she is recovering at St. Thomas Midtown Hospital where she is now also receiving uh, therapy uh, she is now accepting phone calls. She will be placed in another uh, room uh, once her rehab begins. Uh, but her, her surgery went well, and asking us to continue to keep her in prayer. Sister jerise Barnes thanks everyone for your prayers for herself, uh, for her son, and also for her family. Sister Angela Carruthers also Thank thanks everyone for your prayers during her family's bereavement. Sister, Sister Pillar is asking for our prayers. Uh, her husband, Daryl Pillar, is now receiving medical treatments at home around the clock. Uh, so she is having to learn herself on how to conduct these treatments and to be there for him. So she is asking for our prayers for her uh, prayers for him and as they together go through uh, this time of him receiving medical treatment. So let's keep Sister Pilla and her husband and family in our prayers. We encourage all to be a part of our Bible classes. Again, thank you teachers for your dedication and commitment to God and to the congregation. Uh, Nine o'clock Bible class. would be beautiful to have this number to hear to be here for our Lord's Day morning 9 o'clock Bible class and then on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. here in the auditorium and then at 7 p.m. also here in the auditorium our midweek Wednesday Bible class and for those that are sick and shut in on Wednesday at 7.15 for the podcast. So again, a lot of opportunities for us to study God's word together so that we can learn and be edified together. So take part in our, and we encourage you as elders and leaders, uh, 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 as elders and leaders, we encourage the congregation to take part in our Bible classes. Hope that everyone enjoyed last week uh, the fellowship. Uh, You know, that's the first time that we ate in this building since 2019. It, it It was refreshing, wasn't it? and it was refreshing just to be able to fellowship together. So we appreciate your cooperation. Uh, the food was very good, uh, so it was just a, a beautiful uh, day and time of fellowship. So we appreciate you being able to take part in that fellowship gathering. Special announcement here. Brother Gift, he is uh, he is starting a chapter of his life uh, where he will be retiring Uh, From he says physical work, uh, but not from the Lord's work. So he's retiring from his job. Isn't that a blessing? Uh, That's truly a blessing. He says, "Pray that I may continue to thrive to do the Lord's work, in love and peace." Uh, And he's retiring on January the twentieth. Thank you, brother, brother, for that announcement uh and as you're retiring, we will keep you busy. <laughs> Thank you for letting us know okay that that's a blessing that is that's a blessing to have your health and strength and be able to retire that's a blessed that's a blessing. I look forward to that one day myself uh, uh, if you think that's all okay. <laughs> Yeah, that Marquis stands still. We're talking about you moving, okay? <laughs> that is a blessing, okay? Our order of service this morning. Singing, Brother Taylor Moore. Our scripture and prayer, Brother Sam Otis. Our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey. Prayer for our offering and Lord's Supper, Brother William Kentz. And our closing prayer, Brother Timmy Jones collection this morning, Brother Steve McLaren and Brother Tyrone Moore. So we thank you all for your time and attention. Let us now prepare ourselves for our worship service.
2: Good morning, everyone. How y'all doing today? All right, right, for this morning, we'll be singing out of the Blue Supplemental Songbook. Start off with page nine. Page nine.
3: page now. Oh, fam, let us sing. I say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way, and I say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey, and when your spirit speaks to me, and with my whole heart I'll agree, and my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. And Lord, I give you all the glory for all you've given me, and you have fill my life until I overflow, and all I have is yours to use in any way you choose. And you are Lord of all, so how can I say no? Well, I say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. And I say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When your Spirit speaks to me, and with my whole heart I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes, yes. And if I never knew the fullness of living in your will, and I would never know how rich my life would be. And Lord, my willingness to serve is the least that you deserve. And for the blessings you have showered over me, well, I say yes, Lord, yes, To your will and to your way, and I say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. And when your spirit speaks to me, and with my whole heart I'll agree, and my answer will be yes, Lord, yes.
2: Page 20, page 20, scripture and prayer follow page 20. One. All film, let's all see.
3: I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. And I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. And he gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. And know what love between my Savior and I, I keep falling in love. With him over and over and over and over again, and he keeps blessing me over and over and over and over and over again, and he keeps blessing me over and over and over and over and over again, and he gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. No other love between my Savior and I. I keep falling in love with Him over and over and over and over again. And He keeps loving me over and over and over and over and over again. And He keeps loving me over and over and over and over and over again. And he gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. And no one, love between my savior and I I keep. Falling in love with him. Over and over and. Over and over again. And he keeps forgiving me. Over and over and. Over over and over again. And he keeps forgiving me. Over and over and. Over over and over again. And he gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. And no what love between my Savior and I, I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. So I keep falling in love with him, over and over and over and over again. And I keep falling in love with him, over and over and over and over again. And he gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by, and no one love between my Savior and I. I keep falling in love with him. Over and over and over and over again.
4: Our scripture text this morning is taken from Galatians chapter 5, verses 24 through verse 26. Galatians 5. 24 through verse 26. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affection and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envy, one another. Galatians chapter 5, 24 through verse 26. May God have the blessing through the hearing and the reading of his word. Shall we bow? O wise God, our heavenly Father, one that took nothing and brought something into this world. We're thankful, Lord, for your grace and your mercy that you have showered upon us from our existence down to this present time. We're thankful, Lord, for traveling grace that we might be able to come to this place to render obedience and praise to thy holy and righteous name. Lord, we are thankful for Jesus, your son, our savior, dying on that old rugged cross for our sins. Lord, we just can't thank you enough for all that you do. And we're just so thankful that you are our God and beside thee there is none other. We're thankful, Lord, for the grand old church, heaven-born, blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled, that we might come and work out our salvation through fear and trembling. Amen. We come praying, Lord, for thy blessing to be upon those that are on their bed of affliction, hospitals, nursing homes, wherever they might be. We ask, Lord, thy blessing be upon them. Touch them with your love. Give them back a portion of their health and strength. Be with those that have lost loved ones. Lord, we realize and we understand that you are a God of all comfort who is able to comfort us in all of our tribulation. Lord, we we pray for our world in which we live with all of the shooting, all of the evil that prevailed in our land. We're praying, Lord, that hearts might be touched, that they might realize there is a reality in serving a true and a living God. Touch hearts, Lord, that we study war no more, that we might live in harmony In peace with one another. Bless the speaker of the hour. Lord, let him down in the deep treasures of thy word that he might prick our hearts, that we might search ourselves to see whether or not we're walking in the footsteps of thy word. Be with the leaders of this. Great church, Lord, we ask thy hand continue to be upon them, that they will lead in a way that all of thy children will walk according to thy word. Bless us, keep us close to thee. Lord, when is your call? Your time to call and ours to answer. Pray that we have lived the life that thou might say, Well, well, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We ask it all in the name of him that hung between the twilights of two worlds, gave up the ghost and said, It is finished. In the name of him that took spittle, put it in a blind man's eye, then he came back sin. In the name of him, your son, our savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let every heart say,
2: amen. Amen. That's all Mark page six for, the, six for the invitation song. Excuse me. Page six for the invitation song. All my trials. Now, let's all notice page sixteen. Page sixteen. Page sixteen. Excuse me. Sixteen. All found? Let's all sing.
3: When we reach that city of the new Jerusalem, yes, we're gonna sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, by and by and how the ransom singers will together lift at him. Yes, we're gonna sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, by and by And oh what joy, oh what joy when we get home. So rest beneath and rest beneath the clouds. Cloudless and in that land, in that land, where saints will never die. Yes, we're going to sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah by and by. In that mighty chorus, voices will so sweetly blend. Yes, we're going to sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah by and by. And gone will be our sadness, pleasures that will never end. Yes, we're going to sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah by and by. And oh, what joy, oh, what joy when we get home. So rest beneath and rest beneath that cloudless dome. And in that lamp... In that land where saints will never die. Yes, we're going to sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, bond and bond. Victory and love will be our everlasting theme. Yes, we're going to sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, by and by, and praise our redeemer there beside the crystal stream. Yes, we're going to sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, by and by, and know what joy, and know what joy when we get home. So rest beneath rest beneath the cloudless dawn. And in that land, in that land where saints will never die. Yes, we're gonna sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, by and by, And oh, what joy, oh, what joy when we get.
5: this morning, I know I won't be able to see your actual smiles, but I want you this morning to to smile, and your smile is going to be dependent upon how good God has been to you. I should see some masks just flapping up and down this morning, because God has truly been good to us. And I don't want you to think, if you were listening to the announcements this morning, man, people in the church have a lot of problems. Well, yes, they do, but we have a problem solver as well. I don't think you heard me now. We have a problem solver. And I just want you to imagine that if we have those type of problems in the church, Imagine what it's like on the outside if you don't have that problem solver. So God has truly been good. He continues to be that good God. As a new day broke this morning, he looked down from the coast of heaven, as we always say, and, and, and he still found favor within us. And as a result, he has given us another opportunity to both worship him in spirit and in truth, and to work out our souls' salvation, a good God. It was read to your hearing this morning from the book of Galatians, chapter 5, and we looked at verses 24 through 26, and when I was reading these verses, you know, Paul had Paul had told the church at Galatia a lot of things. You know, in chapter 4, we we see where he established the church in Galatia, and then he he moved on. But after he had moved on, he receives word that there were some Jewish Christians trying to influence, trying to persuade the new Galatian Christians. And they were trying to influence them to hold on, if you will, to the old law. They were trying to get them to to hold on to circumcision. Trying to get them to to hold on to the observance of certain holidays and certain Jewish traditions. And Paul had to address this. Paul says you are no longer bound by the old law. Now, Paul is saying, you know what is... It's now is truth and and grace. And all of this is made possible by the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And what he did, he he called upon them to to walk by the Spirit and not provoke or or not envy anyone else. And so as we come out of these three verses in in chapter 5, I begin to ask myself, I say, well, 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 how is it that I can do these things? How is it that I'm supposed to live in the spirit, walk in the spirit, not become conceited, not provoking one another or envying one another? So I want to use for a topic this morning, what if, what if. When we get into chapter 6, Paul begins to outline a plan. Paul begins to show us how I can accomplish verses 24, 25, and 26. And he starts off by saying, Brethren, if any man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore him in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest ye also be tempted. The topic, once again, is what if. What if we implemented these things that Paul is talking about here? Have you ever thought about that now? Because now Paul is outlining, if you will, what this new creation should look like. He's outlining sort of the the characteristics of or the virtues of this new Christian. Now, he's saying in order for us not to provoke anyone, in order for us not to have any envy among ourselves. Now, he starts out by saying, brother, he's not talking to the world. He's talking to us. He says, now, brethren, if a man is overtaken, if somebody within this body is caught in sin, he says, now, ye who are spiritual. Did you catch that now? Ye who are spiritual. So, in other words, church, we, we can't just sin anybody. I might not get through it this morning but you'll get the gist of it. When somebody is caught in sin, we, leadership, just can't send anybody to talk to him. Come on. He says, now, ye who are spiritual, and when you go to restore him, it needs to be done in a spirit of gentleness. Prutus is what he's talking about here. And the problem is, Christians sometimes have a problem with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Christians are, are so easy to point out your faults. But have a hard time recognizing our own. So Paul says, now, ye who are spiritual, you got to have a, 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 a sense of maturity about yourself when you're going to correct someone. Because, see, he says, now, if you're not careful, you're going to be tempted to do some things. And what tempts us sometimes to do is, is to have an attitude that's judgmental. I'm waiting for it. I'm going to go to somebody and I'm going to say, Brother Ernest, you should have known better than to do that. And then I go home and I do the same thing. <laughs> how in the world could you have done that? I know how you did it because I'm doing it too. But now it says I need to go to him in the spirit of gentleness. Preutus is what it's talking about. I need to go to him in a spirit that's gentle and a spirit that has some meekness to it. I don't need to beat him up. We haven't seen somebody for a while and they come in through the back door. We don't need to beat him up. There needs to be some meekness. There needs to be some gentleness. We are glad to see you. you. Remember the prodigal son? The father waited every day, looking, waiting for his son to come back. And when his son came back, he gave him all the rights that were his because he was a member of the family. Y'all didn't hear me this morning. You don't hear me this morning. Just because I left for a little while doesn't mean I'm no longer a part of the family. So when you come back, there needs to be some rejoicing. I don't need to beat you up. I need to say I'm glad to see you. Welcome back. Because if I come to you with the wrong spirit, I may not see you for a long time again. Because if you come to me with the wrong attitude, that's just something I need to work on and they come right back at you with the same attitude. So he's saying now, you need to approach those people with meekness. Now don't don't get it twisted now. Meekness is not weakness. Because remember Christ said now, I'm meek and I'm lowly in heart. But he wasn't weak. You want to know what it looks like? You remember when Christ was on trial? And he says, well, you say that I am. He never got upset. See, with this, the, the, the type of gentleness that he's talking about, is—is now I'm able to keep all of my emotions under control. And it's the ability to discern what's needed. Now, see, sometimes I need to go to some people and raise my voice. And then, sometimes, I need to just calm down. Now, how do we figure out what approaches approach is, is necessary? I got to know my brothers and sisters. Amen. Bro. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I may not get but to, but to two points this morning. But I want you to understand what I'm saying this morning. See, sometimes, we treat visitors better than we treat members. There's nothing wrong with that. We want those visitors to come back, but I ought to be just as glad to see every member as I am to see visitors come to the door. That's the meekness. That's the gentleness that we need to have. He says, now, looking to yourself that you also are not tempted. And that's what we just talked about. I can have in my mind before I even begin to talk to a brother or sister. I I don't know how they did that. This is our second or third time going through this. We provided you some benevolence last month. Now, here you come back again. Now, see, I could be tempted to do that. But then you know what? God might say, let me show you what they're going through. Next month, I need to meet with leadership because I need some financial help. But, see, then you expect leadership. You expect the church to give you what you need. Oh, y'all don't hear me this morning.
1: All right, bro. Come on, sir. Come on.
5: I'm just trying to say what if. Uh, what if we did everything that's in here, church? Life would be so much easier. Because, see, if, if, if I'm not careful, when I approach that person in the wrong way, I can run that person, that person away. But, now, what if we bear one another's burdens? What if? Because, see, when I bear your burden, the only thing I'm doing is I'm providing you some type of help. Whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, whether you just need a a loaf of bread or you need some money to help pay some bills. Whether you just need a shoulder to cry on, I'm bearing your burden. Now you remember back even if we go back, the Bible says, what well, in the early times Christians sold what they had
0: mm-hmm.
5: to make sure everybody had all things common. In other words, everybody had everything that they needed. Mm-hmm. But sometimes church our mentality is, oh, <laughs> um, brother Otis, I I I need $250. Mm. Well, you know, the church got a benevolence fund over there. Brother Ovis got $2,000 in his pocket. Now, that's not bearing my burden, that's you giving me some information. If I don't have the money to pay that bill now, how do you think I'm going to get over here to get something else? But you know what? Sometimes that's our mentality, church. Well, the church got it. Aren't you part of the church? If you have it, where did you get it? Everything belongs to God the Father, so it's really not yours anyway. (laughs) You just got it for a little while. And, and 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 I think the Bible says something about if I cast it out there. Whew. But see, it's the funny thing about catching fish sometimes. You can sit on the bank all day. But until you cast. Common sense, ain't it, bro? But bearing one another's burdens church that's what we're all here for but what if what if we actually put that into practice now we've all the bible says what now we we, we are to help each other we are to bear one another's burdens sometimes it's the motive behind why we're helping that person. Now, I know you need $50. I'm going to give it to you. But next week, I need it back. Well, if I'm giving it to you. Let me keep going here. He, He goes on and he says, now, when I'm doing this. And he says, now, and so fulfill the law. Of Christ. Amen. Now, when you read this, it, 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 it may seem a little bit confusing because in some previous verses and the previous chapter, Paul tells them you are no longer bound by the law. Amen. But the law that he's talking about here is not the old Mosaic law; right. it is the law of Christ. Now, and, and and those two most important laws is that you love Amen. one another. And that you also, who, love God. And he says, now, these are the two primary laws that I'm talking about here. So if I'm bearing one another's burdens, then I am fulfilling the law of Christ because, see, I'm doing that in the spirit of love. It's not rocket science. It's not hard to to understand what the Bible is actually saying here and what Paul is saying if you take time to digest it. And you find out that once you digest it, it'll be food for the soul. So he tells them now, you are so you can fulfill the law of Christ. Now, I'm doing that. And so... The way Paul explains this to to, to the Galatians, Paul says, now, you you can look at some things and, and you can live your life according to the flesh, or you can replace those things that the flesh desires with the fruits of the Spirit. With the fruits of the Spirit this old body desires some things uh, that may not be beneficial for me. But now he says, now, now, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, those are things that need to be indwelling within me. Those are the things that need to be increasing on a daily basis. And if I'm doing those things, what if? What if we did those? What if I'm able to look out amongst the congregation and say, I like that tie Brother John has on. I want that tie. I envy him because he had that tie. But what if? I just went out and bought myself Mm -hmm. a tie. See, church, this this stuff is not hard. And you can tell when you are growing if you can take out one thing of the flesh insert one of the fruits of the spirit All right. see sometimes you gotta you, 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 you gotta check your spiritual list you gotta check your spiritual shopping list see sometimes we wanna shop so much on the, on the other side and we very seldom go over to the fruits sometimes we need to increase our fruits of the spirit in our spiritual diet. Somebody gonna be going home and say, "Oh, that's what he was talking about." But now, I like this one. Paul says, "Now, for if a man thinks himself, mm-hmm. woo, get close now for if a man thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, what's he doing? He is deceiving. He is lying to himself. Now, you got to read this carefully. He says, now, if a man thinks himself. Hmm. Now, see, I can look at somebody and say, ooh, I mean, you know, they, they are they're doing pretty well. But now, if I think. I'm somebody. But I'm not. Then I'm deceiving. Myself. I'm, 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 I'm lying to myself. If I pull up and I say, you know what, preachers need a parking spot out front. Preachers need a clothing allowance. I think I'm worthy. Uh, I might be deceiving myself because see (laughs) I don't amount to anything everything that I have has been given to me it might take a little while to, to sink in as well everything that I have Maybe I need to say of importance has been given to me. And and, and and if I have not received it yet, I still have access to it. The Bible says, well, sometimes I don't have because I don't, I don't ask. Now, you can't blame God if you don't. If you don't ask. But now, you know, sometimes, church, we we, we do think that we are more than we actually are. And the problem with that is, if, if, if I think I am more than I actually am, then I become judgmental towards you. And how can I come to you and explain some things within the word of God if my attitude is not what it needs to be? But then he said, and I like this one, now, what if, But it says now, but let each man test his own work. Let him prove his own work. Let him test it. Uh, Let let him see if there is actually value in what he's doing. And we're going to measure that according to the word of God. So he says now, let a man test his work. And and, and, and then it says now, and then he will take pride in himself and not in his neighbor. Now, and ties those two thoughts together. So it is a process. Now, he says, now, let a man test his work. You get up Lord's Day morning and you come to worship service. I cut my grass. And my yard looks good. Flowers and everything a groomed. People ride by and they say, Ooh, Brother Spider's yard looks good. But Brother Spider wasn't at Bible class. Brother Spider wasn't at worship service. So when I begin to test my work, Amen. I can't see me being told on Judgment Day, Well done, you good and faithful servant. I love your yard. this thing twisted sometimes sometimes church <laughs> when i'm examining my work i'm examining my work based on what god has told me to do you know me bearing one another's burdens with you me coming to you in the in the spirit of meekness and gentleness not on how well my lawn is groomed and see anytime we we place something above my service to god that thing becomes an idol church mm-hmm. And see, sometimes we have a misconception of what an idol is. It's anything that I put above. I put above God. Now, we can have daily idols. We can have (laughs) Lord's Day morning idols, where it deviates me from coming and hearing the word of God. But then it says, and let each man what take pride himself and not his neighbor. In other words, church, (laughs) what it's saying here is when I examine my work and I find some things that are deficient or I find some things that are not becoming, then those things I need to take out of my life. And I need to replace them with some spiritual things. I'm testing. And if I test it and it doesn't have any value taking it out a good analogy will be think about your batteries you have something that runs off batteries and when that thing gets weak your remote control gets gets weak you don't put old batteries back in you take the old ones out and you put some new ones in now some of us have been sitting in here for 10 15 20 years we need some batteries replaced So when we click you, you don't move. And then he takes pride in himself and, and not in his neighbor. But then he, he, he comes right back again and he says, now, for each man will bear his own burden. And now it's, it's not a contrast into what he said earlier when he's telling us to bear One another's burdens. Now, when he says a man needs to bear his own burden, it it just becomes a, a shift in the emphasis here. And what he's saying is, now, I need to put my mind on my business. What if I focus my attention on my business? Sometimes I spend too much time trying to peek over my fence to see what to see what you're doing. And I'm not spending enough time making sure I'm doing what I need to be doing. I can find fault in you. Remember we told the story of there were two old ladies. One had been in their neighborhood forever. A new neighbor moves in. And the old neighbor would look out her window every time the new lady would hang clothes on the line. And she would say, ooh, she can't wash clothes. Her clothes are still dirty, even after she washed them. And then one day, she went to take a closer look. And she put her nose up on the windowpane. And when she pulled back, she saw where her nose was. So it wasn't that the lady didn't know how to wash her clothes. She didn't know how to clean her windows. We need to do some wonder cleaning sometimes because what we think we see and physical eyes, we need to take these things off and look through some spiritual eyes. You know what? When you think about this, church, think about how much happier we would be <laughs> if we just stuck to our own business. We spend too much time trying to figure out how brother or sister so-and-so got that. I make more money than they do on my job. How can they? That's not your business. You don't need to be worried about or concerned about how brother so-and-so and and -and so-and-so did that. What are you doing? Somebody said that the church is the only army in the world. That shoots his own wounded. Mm. Mm. And we do sometimes. You know, sometimes we're our own worst enemy, church. But he says now that we need to be sharing all good things. He says now if the teacher has taught you the word, then you need to share some good things with the teacher. Remember how you used to be in school and, and, and you bring the teacher an apple? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you do for those that have taught you the word of God? You don't even bring them a grape.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, sometimes we just take and we move on like in the buffet line. We just take and we never give back. And sometimes we can't figure out, well, you know, well, what wh- wh- why? What's going on? Sometimes it's our own mentality, church, that 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 holds us back. And so he says, now we need to share some good things. We share everything else. We share gossip. And it ain't just the sisters. I, I, I may need security to help me get out, but <laughs> it's not always the sisters. Now, what if you replace the gossip with the gospel? You wouldn't tell that, would you? Oh, you want to run and tell something? Run and tell the death, burial, and the resurrection. And then Paul, he moves from there, and he begins to talk about reaping and sowing. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. He talked about reaping and sowing. And if I reap from the flesh, then I can expect what? If I sow from the flesh, then I can expect to reap from the flesh. But if I sow those things that are spiritual, then I can reap those things that are are spiritual. Now, thank you. That's the same thing I said. <laughs> Amen. Somebody in here is listening. But you, when it comes to reaping and sowing and reaping, it is a continual process because anytime you stop that process, you cease to harvest. Sometimes when we look at the numbers, there, there could be a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. If the numbers are not growing, if the harvest is not increasing, we may not be sowing. Now he says, now if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap to the flesh. But if you sow to the spirit, then you are going to reap from the spirit. So what are we sowing, church? From the, from the previous lesson we had, we know what the seed is. The seed is the word of God. And all we got to do is just sow that thing, church. <laughs> but now our problem sometimes is, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, is I want to sow sparingly. Oh, I don't like the way they're dressed. I'm not even going to waste a couple seeds on them. But see, sometimes we spend more time sowing seed in here than we do out there. Out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And, you know, in the parable, it says the farmer went out. He yeah. just sowed. He went out. He didn't stay with him He went out. And when he went out, he, he, he didn't sow sparingly. He just began to what? He was just throwing seed everywhere. And that's just our job, to sow. Somebody else is going to water. But now it says the important thing is God gives the increase. So reaping, so sowing and reaping. And 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 that thing works a couple of different ways, church. If I if we look within our own lives, like we talked about before, sometimes I I need to to wait till some things spring up in my life. And if those things are not are not spiritual, then I pluck them up by the root. And I burn them up. And I put some spiritual seeds in that place. It's just like if I'm someone to the flesh, and we, and we talked about when I, when I see some things that need to be pulled up, I'm going to drop a spiritual seed in that spot. Now, it may take a little while for it to grow. Because here again, God has given that increase. I just need to keep watering. And, and then he says, now, don't be deceived. Don't fool yourself. God is not to be mocked. We can't fool God. You know, God knows our every thought before we even make it. He says, what I even knew you before you were wearing your mother's womb. But you know, man and his infinite wisdom (laughs) tries to fool God. And when you do that, you really make a fool of Yourself. 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 So don't be deceived. Now, the, the, the seed comes in many forms, church, within and without. Cause so you know now, Satan's greatest tool is, is deception. So he says, now, don't be deceived. We can't fool God. God knows what our every thought is, church. So you can smile in my face and be saying, brothers, Bible, I hate you. God already knows what's in, your, what's in your heart. Those are the things that you're going to have to give in, account for. But the Bible says for whatever a man sows, he's going to also reap. And I like that, church. Because, see, if you're sowing some things in your life that don't need to be in there, sometimes, you, you know, God makes this thing, God gets your attention in a number of ways. Like we said before, if, if, if I have a hard time helping somebody, if I have a hard time bearing someone's burden, then God can turn that thing around and put that same burden on me. And then you know what happens then? Eyes are, are opened. And I'm going to share something with you here, the, the, the way our mentality is sometimes. And this is what I have a problem with, is visiting sick. Mm -hmm. But now, uh, we all do this now. Very few of us, truth be told, some do, visit the sick on a regular basis. But let you get sick, then leadership's not doing their job. Ministers not coming around like they need to be. Mm -hmm. But now the way this thing works is, it's not just leadership's responsibility. It's everyone's responsibility. And see, sometimes we get this thing twisted, church. Oh, they didn't come by and see me, so I'm not going by and see somebody else. That's between you and God. You know, just because you you have a grudge against me because I didn't come see you, you're not going to come see me. That's something you're going to have to answer to God about. You're not hurting me when you don't come see me, per se. But that's why we think, I'm going to get even with them. They didn't come see me, I'm not going to see them. <laughs> and we do that sometimes, church. And so, to, uh, on a simpler level here, that's what it means sometimes, you, you, you're gonna reap what you sow. You don't go visit anybody, people may not come and visit you. Amen. But he moves on, he says, "No." And we've we've covered this. He says, now, let us not be weary in doing good. Why? For we will reap in due season if we do not give up. Let us not grow weary. There was a missionary and his wife that spent years in the missionary field. When they completed their tour, they came back home and as their boat was coming in the dock, there was another ship coming in as well. The ship that was coming in also had a celebrity on it. And all these people were on the dock just screaming for this celebrity. The missionary put his head down and looked at his wife and he says, Nobody's here to celebrate our homecoming. And a voice from heaven came and said, you're not home yet. Right, right. I see some just look on faces and you might get that going home. Your reward is really not while you're here. Your reward will truly come when you get home. The task is to make sure that I get home. Home. A lot of us are not, you know, we don't get where we need to go sometimes because we missed the flight. We missed the transportation because we were not ready in time. And we know what time that flight takes off. And they tell us to be there two hours early. And we still get there late with all the information right there before us. But the Bible says we don't know when he's coming back. So you're not going to have a chance to get ready. You need to be ready. Because when the trumpet sounds, you can't be running around, let me find my holiness. Uh, 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 Let me get this ready. It's already too late. That's why we need to stay. We need to stay ready. But he says now, let us not grow weary in, in doing good. And you might read that and say, well, how can I get tired of doing good easy? Because when, when that word says grow weary, it's over a period of, of time. I've done good for you for four or five months. I'm tired of helping you. But he says, don't grow weary in doing good. Why? For in due season, going you're going to reap what you sow, Charlie. And so he's saying, now, your reward may not come as quickly as you want it to come. But it's coming. Some of us have been waiting, and you might be saying, I can't wait till Christ comes back. You don't know when he's coming back. Mm -hmm. So we can't grow weary in being ready. That's the significance. We got to always be ready. And then he, he takes it a step further. He says, now, not only do I need to do good in general, he says, especially to those that are within the household. Of family. And you might say, well, that just doesn't seem right, Brother Spivey. Now, think about it from a family perspective. You don't do everything for people outside of your family that you do for somebody inside your family. So it's basically, it's the same concept. If I've got some money to give, I need to give it within here. First. I need to do good to those that are within the household now, it's okay to do missionary work overseas but sometimes we overlook the work that needs to be done here to help somebody over there now we're going to keep it real for these last couple of minutes if I need help in here this morning and you telling me I can't help you because I got to help somebody over there But I'm right here now. You see who I am. But you're going to send some aid over here to somebody you've never seen before and then you expect me to come back next week. (laughs) Is it needed? Sure, we're supposed to help. But the Bible says my my primary emphasis needs to be What's in the household of God first? I'm not saying we're not supposed to help those outside, but I need to start make sure my people in here are taken care of first. Now, there is a lot to be done outside, but it's also just as much that needs to be done in here as well, on all different fronts. And that's not a knock at leadership. It's just the way it is. So here again, church, what if? What if we did all these things that Paul is talking about here? And what really caught my attention was where it says, if we don't give up. There's something waiting for us if we don't give up. We need to be and we need to remain consistent, church. We don't need to do something this month and then next month we we don't do it at all. There's some consistency involved here. And so he says, now, as we have opportunity, as we conclude, as we have opportunity, Mm -hmm. and no one in this room can say, well, I've never had an opportunity do good because if you say that then you're right back to the previous verse that says you are deceiving yourself it doesn't take much to do good but the bell. so good to see you this morning how have things been going with your family i've done good sometimes we think doing good is i have to dig way down in here and get out the big money and even though I dig way down and I give out the big money, if you have to pry it from my hand, have I done good? No, I've given grudgingly. It doesn't take much to do good. The whole thing, church, to kind of sum this up is a lot of times you say, well, you know, Brother have I've got... I've got faith. And I said, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. No. And, and I've got love. And we can say, well, okay. But then as Paul concludes here, Paul says, now, all this other stuff, you've been circumcised, you've been all that is of you no know, avail. He says, because you are a new creature, what if? We all show the world that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Because, see, now, here's the key. How much I love these two men is dependent upon me. But now, but when I become a, we missed this word, when I become a new creature, I take on. The characteristics of the creator. See, I don't have a choice when I'm a new creation. I'm I, I, I made the way he wants me to be. He's given me everything that I need. So I need to sometimes focus on being that new creature, that new creation. Because, see, I control how much I love you. But that new creation, if I am adhering to that new creation, see, everything else would take care of itself. Let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. And then Paul concludes with, he says, now, if you let these things be your rule, he says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Blessings shall be with you. And now, as we conclude, what if we did all these things that we just finished looking at? Can you imagine what Lawrence Avenue would look like? Can you imagine the impact that we could have not only on this community, but on this city? What if? What if. And when you say what if, the power is really within within us. Because now, the Bible says, well, I can do all things through Christ Jesus, but I still got to have the desire to do it. So what if, church? What if this morning we start doing as God has commanded us to do, and things could change? Now, he's also, what if everyone was a member of the body of Christ? What if, church? Now, it's not impossible, because God has given us a plan of salvation. Here again, the desire needs to be within you. So if you're here this morning and you have the desire to become a member of the body of Christ, you know sometimes how you select a a, a particular job because of the benefits that it has. But what's the hourly rate? What's the benefits we get? Well, when you become a member of the body of Christ, you're going to have to give up one job that paid well. But the outcome wasn't good. And that was sin. So you're going to give up all that to come work for the best employer in the world. You're going to come to work with the best benefit package in the world. Now, you may not get life insurance, but, but, but you're going to get life assurance. And it's not going to be, uh, you, you know how sometimes we say, well, this is a term life thing, and that thing cuts off at a certain age. Well, this is going to be term, but it's going to be eternity. So if you want to come work for him this morning, it's not hard. It's a plan of salvation. Where you simply have to hear the word, church, believe what you heard, repent of your sins, and confess that Christ is the son of the true and living God baptized for those remission of those sins and then the revelation writer says then you just have to live faithful unto death and death is certain so you just got to keep trying every day to do the best that you can do and the good thing about this is too if you just need prayer you can come and you can make that prayer request known and we know from a study of the Bible and from testimonies among us that prayer changes things so whatever it is that you need we serve a can do God so let him do what he's promised to do as I ask you to stand and come and make your wishes and requests known will you stand please will you come please makes no difference what it is you're going through he is a can-do God will you come please this morning
3: Makes no and difference what it is you, you need. My burden, babe, He's able. Do we have another? The pain. If you just want to testify how good God has been, that's okay. Only Jesus brings May there be me another this morning, church. My
5: Don't worry about what the person seated next to you will think. And it's what God thinks.
3: My need.
5: I'd much rather leave here with and a clear I conscience, knowing I'm in mean a mean good relationship
3: bread, with God. That you're just to you just please the one see the next. i take today. all my trials to God Will you come, please? and gently lay them there. He the one and drives my. Don't give the devil the glory this morning. Only it all belongs
5: Jesus to God. Will you come please this morning?
3: Strength through all my Tomorrow's trials. not promised. Will you come please? If not, you may be seated. And full love care. Sorrows weighed my shoulders down And fill me with despair and But God knows And see shows Only Jesus lifts me up Through all my trials And all my trials, all my cares, I can tell them to my Lord and heal my burden bear, And through the pain and the strength. Jesus brings me hope through all my trials, and on my knees, and bowed in prayer, I take all my trials to God, and gently lay them there and he still hears and dries my tears only Jesus gives me strength through all my trials I'm burdened, alone and full Sorrows weigh my shoulders down, and fill me with despair. And but God knows, and mercy shows, only Jesus lifts me up through all my trials.
5: All the elders are going through that. I just want to thank you for, for listening this morning, church. And what if, you, you know, we, we, the Bible talks about redeeming the time.
2: Yeah.
5: And it's important, church. And, and, and we got to understand the difference that one day can make in your lives. If you accept Christ today, then this day can bring about a difference in the rest of of your life. So one day can make a big difference in the season of your life. And to bring that a little bit closer to home, if the Titans had have just won one more game that day, it would have made all the difference in their season. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for listening, church. I just had to leave on a note to make everybody smile this morning. But what if, church? Think about it as we go through the course of the week. Thank
6: you for listening. Again, let the church say amen. <laughs> Lead them Titans along, because all you can say is maybe next year. <laughs> Lord's willing, we live to see it, but that's all right. Though. That's all right. What a wonderful sermon. What if? Now, now y'all can remember that one, can't you? <laughs> You know, sometimes somebody asks and say, what did the preacher preach about yesterday? Oh, uh, <laughs> you ought to be able to remember this one. What if? What if? What if we remembered what he talked about today? <laughs> well, what if he put into practice, if we put into practice what we heard today? <laughs> what if we don't give up and we keep trying. Y'all, we can make it, y'all. We can make it to heaven if we just keep doing what God says do. And that's what we need to do, y'all, is examine ourselves and ask the question, what if on this side of life? Because if we don't, we might wind up in a place where we'll have eternity to say, what if? What if I had just done what I was supposed to do? <laughs> what if I had just visit that person I should have, <laughs> but then it'll be too late. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful message. What if we have those that have come to make their wishes known? Sister Brandy Cannon, Can- Can- She's moved up here from Florida. She is a member of the church, and we're glad to have her. She's uh, coming with Sister Forrester, and she has asked for the prayers of the church uh, uh, for the engagement from the Lord and also, or the encouragement, shall I say, and also that she can have the provisions of employment to be able to find a job and whatnot and the things that she needs up here. Uh, Sister Vicki Allen is coming, and she's asking for the prayers of the church. Uh, it says the Bible says to let every man examine himself. So that being said, she's examining herself with the struggles and the things that she has as well, and she's asking us to continue to pray for her uh, that she can be better with the lord and be patient uh, with the process as well and that we be patient with her as well sister sheila Forrest is coming and she is asking for the prayers of the church uh, also for her and uh, also for the mission and for the staff uh, that they're having some struggles down there at the mission as well daisy Hal is also visiting here with us uh, from the Imperial Church of Christ. Glad to have, raise your hand. Uh, There we go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm sorry I left my glasses in the car, but that's all right. (laughs) Okay. Good to have you, though. Good to have, as Brother Glenn said, all of our visitors here with us today. And hope you come back and be with us again. Sister Darlene Thompson is also coming and uh, she's stating that she is sin and she is asking for the prayers of the church as well. Uh, She wants to learn more and be more like Christ. Uh, And she just prays that she can be better like that and also wants us to keep in mind her family, her children as well. She says, and I want all y'all to know that God has been so good to me. (laughs) We need to tell somebody that, y'all. God been good to you, you need to tell somebody. Brother Calvin Spence is coming on behalf of his sister, Connie Spence. Connie and Tricia, they are both going to see Connie's son, Connie's son, Dion. He's in the hospital right now. And they're going to they're traveling to go see him. And so they are asking for the prayers of the church not only for on Dion's behalf, but also for traveling grace, that they can make it there and back safe and sound. And also Cocretia, Alexander, is coming and she is asking for the prayers of the church on behalf of her mom and also on behalf of her own health as well and continue to remember them and her sons and just all the family, uh, Lorenzo and all of the family in their prayers. Let's, as we oftentimes say, just continue to pray one for another. Y'all pray for me (laughs) because we all need prayer, (laughs) y'all. Pray for our families as well and and just, just let's pray one for another because it really does avail much let us pray heavenly father once again we are so thankful for the the message that you put upon your servants heart once again father we ask that you would help us to continue to study that word but not just to study but to actually put into practice those things which we've studied Father, we are so thankful for thy son and letting him die for us that we may have a right to the tree of life. Amen. We know through you, Heavenly Father, that it is only through you that we move and we have our being. Heavenly Father, we come mindful of our sins and we, we ask that you would please forgive us all of our sins, Heavenly Father, and remove them away from the book of remembrance, whereby they may not come up against us in this life knowing that to come. We pray, Heavenly Father, for all of those that have come to make their wishes known, those that are asking for strength, Heavenly Father, those that are asking for strength to deal with family members, those that are dealing with asking for healing measures of you, Heavenly Father, for their family members, those that will be traveling to see others that are uh, sick, and in the hospital, we ask, Heavenly Father, that you would continue to bless all of them, Heavenly Father. Bless the one that's looking for, for jobs, Heavenly Father. Bless, bless all whom you will, Heavenly Father. Bless, bless all of us, Heavenly Father, for we all are in need of that care every second and every hour of the day. Help us, Heavenly Father. Help this world. Help this world that they can, can know your peace, Heavenly Father that they can study peace and not war. Continue to guide us as we navigate through all the illnesses of life. Help us, Heavenly Father, and guide us through it all. Please bless those that are bereaved and those that are in the hospitals and mental institutions. Bless them as well. Father, just be with us and grant us all the things you see we stand in need of. And Help us to so live that you will be proud of us as being your children. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for being our God. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Amen.
3: Turn my heart, O Lord, like rivers of water. Now turn my heart, O oh Lord, by your hand until my whole life flows in the river of your spirit and my name brings honor to the Lamb. And, Lord, I surrender to your work in me, and I rest my life within your loving hands. Turn my heart, O oh Lord, like rivers of water. Now turn my heart, O oh Lord, by your hand. Until my whole life flows in the river of your spirit, and my name brings honor to the Lamb. Until my whole life flows in the river of your spirit, and my name brings honor to the Lamb and my name brings honor to the Lamb.
2: I'd like to thank Brother Spivey for the message brought to us this morning. Let's all turn to page 23 as we prepare for the communion, for the collection and for the communion, excuse me. Page 23. At the top of the hill, page 23. Page 23. Oh found. That's all seen.
3: I have read of a place on the mountain, many strangers have journeyed to see, and they say there's a life-giving fountain flowing from a place called Calvary. It was there they took one who was holy, so compassionate and tender and true. While the angels and seraphims holy Watch the scenes from the heavenly blue At the top of the hill Where they carried the old rugged cross At the top of the hill It was Jesus who bore all our loss at the top of the hill. And let me kneel down and thank him once more for the blood he did spill when along all my sorrow he bore. As he traveled the pathway of sorrow, he was thinking of all of his own, of a life in the blessed tomorrow, when no heartaches will ever be known. What a wonderful, precious old story, growing sweeter each time it is told, of a Savior who came down from glory, Just to lead us back into the fold, at the top of the hill, where they carried the old rugged cross, at the top of the hill. And it was Jesus who bore all our loss at the top of the hill. And let me kneel down and thank him once more for the blood he did spill when along all my sorrow he bore.
7: Praise God from whom all blessings flow. What if everybody had what they needed? Turn to 2 Corinthians 8, if you choose, verse 13 through 15. The NIV reads Our desire is not that others did not have too little. Gather now to uh, give honor to God for the uh, funds that have been collected. Let's go to God in prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, we thank you so very much for your bounty, for the opportunity to prosper, Father. We pray that the funds that have been collected were given with an open heart, Father. And we pray that they will be used for the edification and the uplifting of your kingdom. In Jesus Christ's name, we offer up this prayer. Amen. Amen. The Lord's table is prepared to commemorate a fellowship, a communion of sacrificial love and the blessed mercy of God. Isaiah 53 and 5, ESV reads, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with His wounds we are healed. Let us notice Matthew 26 and 26 following. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, For the forgiveness of sins, I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Let's pray. Father God, what what a blessing it is to be able to, in fellowship, Commemorate your sacrifice for us, Father. Let each person examine themselves and take this bread and this cup with clean hands and pure heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, we offer up this prayer. Amen. Amen. Now take the bread. Likewise, take the cup. After they supped, they sang a hymn and went out to a mount called Olive. This concludes this portion of the service.
2: Let's all turn to page 756 as we close. In the regular hymn book, page seven five six. In the regular hymn book, page seven
3: five six. That's all, stand. Let's sing. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing His mercy and His grace. In the mansions, bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. And when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. And when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Homeward to the prize before us, soon its beauty will be whole. Soon the pearly gates will open, we shall tread the streets of gold. And when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be! And when we all see Jesus we will sing and shout the
1: victory. Church, say amen. amen. Let's go to the Father in prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us to come and study a portion of your divine word. Thank you for letting us see another day that which wasn't promised to us. I pray that you give us the strength that we stand in need of, that you build us up where we're torn down and make us strong where we're weak. Keep your arms of protection around us and keep us to the next appointed time. And let us all, in Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Amen.